What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about Big Crits, Digital, Roses, Don't Die. This is the show where we go through hip-hop albums track by track, talking about each of the songs, giving thoughts and opinions, albums such as Big Crits, Digital, Roses, Don't Die. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady fan, Bonnie. And I'm Chris Chrome. And yeah, today we're talking about Big Crit. Let's stuff that keyword one more time. Digital roses don't die. That's how we do. Um, and yeah, we'd like to start the show off kind of contextualizing our familiarity with the artist. But for those of you watching live on Twitch, you get to listen to the music with us. For those of you watching this on YouTube after, come join twitch.tv slash behind that suit so you can come watch it live with us and hear the music. This is the copyright Thank world you. we live in. On that note... Um, yeah, Chris, why don't you tell us about your familiarity with Big Crit coming into this project? Uh, we've reviewed Big Crit before. True. I'm blanking on some of the names, um, but I've always liked him since we've reviewed him. I think he's really got some flair to his, his, like, the way he raps. He always has something different. If I'm not mistaken, he, like, produces a lot of his own music as well so he's really tapped in with the beats and i'm always excited he's uh i know he's got that franken bass series like that frankenstein bass series i remember that like always slapped so i was really excited i didn't i wasn't i didn't like i didn't think that i was going to not like it like when i went into this i was like i'm i'm going to enjoy this i think it's just because i i know that i enjoy big crit um yeah that was my feelings towards it uh, if i take a look at <clears throat> the name Digital roses well, don't die. Bonnie, I, explain her familiarity okay. with it. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. You're right. You're right. Uh, I don't really think I have any familiarity with him. I don't think I've ever reviewed an album of his, nor ever listened to him. What? Fair. That I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, um, I like Big Crit. We did Forever is a Mighty Long Time back in 2017 which was one of our first videos to break a thousand views. Shout out to people like, who ever watched that. Like, I imagine that you and Chris did that with... Uh... Damon. That was like a Damon because it was back then. And right. that, that, I like, that album slapped, yo. Keep the devil up. Oh, shit. There was so many bangers on that shit. And it was such personality on that project. We did a lot of his three packs he was dropping or the two packs. Mm. Chris did the Crit is here album or whatever it's called um yes yeah crit is here is the one that you did i didn't really listen to that but over the time like big crit's just a really just proven to me to be a super versatile artist with a crazy amount of soul in his lyrics a real distinct personality with it while really tapping into that southern flair and he really is unapologetically southern with his music and i fucking love his sound and the way he approaches it and the overall at least since i've listened to his music from 2017 on it feels like he has a real cohesive sense of what he wants to do with his art um i did hear a few of his older songs and i always liked what i heard of him but yeah shut up big crit he's pretty good um so yeah chris what do you think about the title and the cover um the cover to me is kind of cool uh kind of very i guess simple i don't i don't really know oh there's a rose in his head i just realized that as i'm staring at it that's cool oh that's cool yeah. see the rose so that, in his head that's actually dope <laughs> so um now that i've caught that that's actually kind of cool how it ties in with the um with the title 
but mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's just kind of very simple. I don't get much from it. I feel like it's personal. It's going to be, you know, something about, I guess, love if you, if you, now that I catch the rose and whatever, but the idea of digital roses don't die. The title was so cool to me because it's like, yeah, like, like music lives on forever. Art lives on forever. And if you look at like the beauty in a rose and how like you want to portray maybe your love to somebody or like show your affection for somebody, this is also another way to do it. And this, this will live on forever. So that was, that was something that I kind of got from that. And that was cool. But uh, I like the color patterns. I liked how like, like the green, the orange, the blues, they're really um, just good. Just, yeah, that's it. And you, Bonnie? Um, well, yeah. So same sort of thing. I guess I didn't really like catch that it was a, a rose before, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, hmm, very cool. Because um, it's just like the back of his head and like, you know, he's got his like cool hairdo and like it's like a framed picture and it looks like he's standing in front of like, like about to go on stage or something, but more like like a theatrical in a sense, like less like, you know, like he's going on stage to like perform like a play or something like that. It kind of looks like that. And it's just like um, around it is like a picture frame. Um, and so it's kind of cool. And it has like the digital roses don't die like engraved on the picture frame. It looks, I don't know, it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, the covers, I, I didn't catch the rose either until Chris said it. Um, I feel like it's one of those covers that's really identifiable. Orange is a really good choice for a small thumbnail when it's like in the really, like, what is it, two millimeter or whatever it is, two centimeter fucking by two centimeter size. So it'll yeah. just like pop out and be really easy to see. But I really like the title, right? Because roses are kind of fragile and shit, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they don't last, right? Like, even mm-hmm. in Beauty and the Beast, it was like a big deal that the rose was slowly like losing fucking petals and shit. And so. Yeah. Even in Disney and shit, you know, di- like roses be like a representation of passion and love and all these different things, but it almost has this like fleetingness to it. And the idea that digital roses don't die to me, it's like, yo, we can capture this moment and keep it forever, whatever that may be. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting in the social media era how much of your past relationships and stuff is really just out there and like captured and i mean as you go through the content i feel like the album it does add a layer to it so i'm absolutely thinking about this having heard the project a couple times but um it is just a nifty way to look at like the immortalization of everything into the digital sphere and it almost takes away from the permanence uh, of like a moment or it changes the permanence of a moment. Like it's no longer just this rose, this thing that's in the now in your memories that will pass. It's like it gets caught up into the forever of whatever metaverse future we all have coming. Anyway, I really yeah. dug that overall. The, yeah. the cover's fine. Um, but I guess we can get into it. Uh, the first track on the project is the fire interlude. Well- oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't really talk about the title. I just wanted to like mention that like, you know, I like it. I like the modernity of it and that it kind of looks like, I mean, I've only really seen like Paris Hilton and stuff, but like it kind of looks like how you would frame an NFT, like in that sense, like it looks mm. like, a, you know, like, a, like this is like a, nice. a digital thing. And like, you know, it's sort of like, this is his version of an nft i would imagine right because it's you know copywritten and it's his and whatever 
Um, and for me, like, because it came out on February 14th, 2022, um, it felt very appropriate for Valentine's Day, like for a Valentine's Day release. And it come out so on the 18th? I like, um, I, I don't know. I found that it was on the 14th, but maybe I'm wrong. Cause I thought it was like a maybe, Friday Maybe it was just like one of the songs. It's possible, yeah, something came out, but I'm pretty sure the album dropped on Friday. I might be wrong. Oh. Um, well, anyways, close enough to Valentine's Day then. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's fair enough to be a Valentine's like themed experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it then with the fire interlude. And that's the whole thing. It's real short, 47 seconds, starts off the mm-hmm. process. And how do you feel about it, Bonnie? um like it found i found like it was sort of like 80s sounding like especially like at first um and then we have like this like you know recital of like a poem um and i wasn't sure if i had heard it before or if this is like like a whole brand new thing or if it just reminded me of something um but it, it also sounded kind of like spacey and like you know, futuristic at the same time as like kind of 80s, like maybe, you know, I guess people in the 80s were kind of futuristic. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a unique start for sure. I liked it. Um, I gave it a 4.2. Chris? Um, I thought it was, a. Uh, at first I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, just the way it kind of started and then it instantly kind of like flips into something super smooth and I, I had to adjust to it. Um, but it was cool how he starts off giving you this building, like this atmosphere. I felt, um, in terms of fire, it's like what, what he says, the hope, our passions, uh, the hope, our passions can sustain it all. And I feel like now that I've listened to the project, I think he's talking about the fire in love, the fire of being like in that, that mode, in that feeling, um, wanting to capture it, wanting to like be in these moments forever. But I like how he's using, um, but keep it original because uh, who needs filters? Like we shouldn't hide what we really feel. We shouldn't hide what we're really going through. We should just be like authentic in a sense. Um, <clears throat> I thought I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, I left it with a 4.2. Yeah, nice. it's, it's really cool. I like the fact that he puts this distorted effect on his voice uh, and it alters it. He does do like a little bit of fast flexing, I find, on his delivery when he gets more passionate. But it's not done in this like I'm trying to be cool way. It's more like honestly, when your heart's beating really quickly, when you're talking to somebody that you're really like in that lust phase for and you can't even help it and your brain starts racing, start running at your mouth. It kind of comes off more like that a little bit. Um, and I feel like it's it's that like super infatuation is what he's kind of describing more so than love. I mean, I think it's like love, but it feels like right here, it's that like infatuation, all-consuming nature, like when it's super easy to fuck for like six hours when you first meet somebody before that like flame starts to fizzle and real life kind of kicks in and you find the homeostasis of regular. But like that early passion that people maybe even get addicted to in chasing new relationships, you know? And then the idea of like having the whole picture to capture it too like that's really interesting to film it or just to put it out there like we need to almost savor this fucking moment because this is like like almost like we need to put this raw version of what this looks like in our face so one day in the future we can come back to this and remember 
And so we don't need filters because we need to see like what it is because real passion, like, yo, you you, you know, when you see those pictures of two people and like, honestly, they just start dating and like every picture is fucking gorgeous, no filter. And they're like, smiles are like breaking their fucking jaws and it's that shit. You know, you don't need filters for that stuff. And in Mm. a sense, it's like digital roses, love and flowers and all that. I don't know. I'm just running with the idea of it, but I like it a lot. And it almost is like loving this era. And I feel like there's this, like, because it's different than, like, the tradition of, like, these songs where it's, like, whatever. He's like, nah, B, this is the social media rap star version. Let's go. And I really enjoy the fucking serenity and the beat as it plays out. Like, it's 48 seconds and half of it's just ambient music. It's really nice. Uh, it's a 4.5. It really takes you, because your intros and shit, the way you start a project, to me, the ideal state is you living your life and your brain over here. And this, this, the whole purpose of the first song or the first track of an album is to take you out of the world and to commit you to the purpose of this project. And I think it really does a good job and it's short and sweet. And then a little precursor, the way it swings into the next song really just hooks you into it. And I like the way that he set it up like that. It's a 4.5 for me. I really enjoyed this. Um, so yeah, on that note, let's talk about South Side of the Moon. Yeah, these songs are super short on this project. What do you think yeah. about the, the the proper first opening song, Chris? I think this was uh really smooth. Really put me in this uh this like jazzy vibe, this like mellow vibe. I really like the beat. I really like the snaps in the beat. That was really dope to me. Um, I like how he's starting off the story from where he's from and where she's from. Um, I like how he uses South Side of the Moon. Uh, to represent, I guess it's like he's from Mississippi, right? Uh, Meridian, um, born in Meridian, Mississippi. So I thought that was that was just an interesting way to kind of uh, express where he's from. But also, I took it as like he's spaced out. He's on the other side of the moon. He's he's kind of lost in his world or whatever. And she's from New York, New York. So that was that was cool to me. Um, and I, I feel like this it starts off uh, kind of just explaining both of them where what he's used to what she's used to uh he's from 300 she's from 106 in park bet uncut he used to see her in the dark and it's just it's really nice like it's really nice as like a story uh starting off at least for me um and then verse two i like how he uses a lot of like hip-hop references to like older songs she had gin and juice when i landed miss you much like janet that's cool uh i like how he's just giving you this like imagery of this is kind of how love started with me and this person. And that was, that was something I did enjoy. Um, I thought it slapped. I thought it was a really good way to start off the project. as like a first, first song. Uh, and I gave this a 4.5 on five. Are you nice. Um, I liked it. I liked the beat. Um, you know, he's talking about, you know, meeting the girl, uh, you know, that he, he loves and like, you know, how he he kind of like has her back no matter what and he's there for her um you know and he's he is also addressing the fact that they're from like different worlds and you know i do like the spaciness because like in even just from like the first one i found that it kind of sounded spacey and to like kind of flow into this song with like kind of like the spaciness the south side of the moon like you know space so i like that continuity um I like that. So uh, it's nice. Um, He wants her to like wait for him because he's on his like way to her and he's going to like, 
be with her. Um, so I like it. It was a, it's a good start. It's a 4.4 on five for me. What if this is about hip hop? I'm just going to throw it out there. Cause Whoa. Yeah. She's she from <laughs> I New mean, York, New York. And then she heads to LA for a time. And then if you think about his younger influences and falling in love with hip hop, he would have been watching based on his age, like a lot of these rappers. Yo, I used to watch BET on Park. Yeah, I used to sorry, 106 in Park, BET on Cut. So he's yeah. like describing like the New York influence, but also comparing it against his southern influences. Cause yo, I love the South. It's one of my favorite sounds in hip hop. And like people who really like New York sometimes really don't like the South. <laughs> like they really just like I'm talking about my Canadian conversations up here. <clears throat> yeah. So like um, then it like flows into the LA stuff and it's all this death row kind of references and stuff like that. And mm. I'm like, okay, so then it's like, cause his, you know, it kind of goes from that to that a little bit historically. So what if this is like his like yeah. inception in the hip hop and falling in love with hip hop metamorphized as a girl being used to describe the geographies that were owning the game as he was trying to find his place up within it, falling in love and lusting after it in the first place over the airy beats and shit. If so, that's brilliantly cool. Um, Cause yeah, like told up, I'm gonna be there in a minute. And then he, you know, wants to get into the game too. And you know, even if he's got to go to LA to do it, even mm -hmm. if he's got to travel to whatever, I don't know his full history, but or if it's that, that would be really fly. Otherwise, yeah, it could be about a girl, but that just, I'm not going to lie. It feels way too basic for these lyrics. <laughs> like these lyrics seem so specifically pointed to like all these hip hop references in like geography. So I'm, I don't know, maybe cause yo, like I'm not from New York. So a lot of hip hop is like looking at it from this lens of something you love that isn't like where you're from or it doesn't necessarily speak to your people throughout this history. Like yeah. it's not like mm -hmm. Montreal is heavily reflected in hip hop. So in a sense, my feelings towards it are comparable to this, or at least I empathized in that way with it. Um, I love the beat. It's really airy. It's really cool. Um, I don't know who DJ camper is. He produced it. Shout out him according to genius in case I'm wrong. Um, I love the chorus, the short sweetness of it. It just feels like this fleeting, emotional expressive expression. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And it really is this testament to where, like, emotion and style almost are, like, in a, in a more prevalent thing. Like, he's not trying to impress you so much as express to you. And I feel it. And I really like that. This is, like, a 4.75. It's a really strong song. And I really, really like Big Crit and what he does with it here. Um, nice. anyway, that's all I got to say about it. The bars are like simple, but like we already went over what I interpreted from them. So I guess what we're all trying to do here is show you right. Um, so yeah. How do y'all feel about this extremely groovily fun song? Show you right. Um, I like it. I mean, it sounds very like seventies inspired kind of like beat, very funky. Um, you know, it definitely has a good vibe to it for sure. Um, and it is still like another love song type. He's going to show you everything, girl. He's got this, he's prepared to do everything for you. Um, you know, and it is interesting, like, you know, it, it could be like a hip hop, but it, you know, it could be a female, uh, you know, it is just sort of like a, a fun, sexy love song and it's cool. And like, it really gets you vibing. So I liked it. I gave it a 4.5. It's fun. It's lovey. It's funky. It's kind of everything you, you know, would expect from the beginning. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, definitely a slap song. This is, this is really good. 
the vibe to it, the groove in it, the way that crit just like flows over it is super cool. Um, me, the way I kind of looked at this song was big crit is kind of dealing with this woman who wants his attention and kind of wants to like be around and, and, and enjoy everything. But he's also kind of struggling with how to like express his love for her, but he's like the way he does it is by showing her certain things and whatnot. And I feel like he does a really great job at like presenting that first verse. I get that's why you all on my line blowing me up all the time. Yeah. I know you're, you're down to creep. You're dying to creep. You tell me everything I want just to hit your sweet. And it's like, I can kind of picture that. Like she wants to be a part of your life. She wants to be around you all the time. And you're just like maybe busy or trying to like set things into place. And he's got, and he doesn't maybe have time to do that. Um, and then uh, near the end, when he's like, just sit back and enjoy the show. And if I hit, you got to know you'll never, ever, ever let go. It's like he's kind of warning her in a sense, like, yo, if if this moves forward, like you're going to get attached. And I'm trying to, like, kind of warn you and explain to you, like, this is how, like, my love language is in a sense. Um, and we got the chorus, which is so nice. Just there's just so much energy in that chorus. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, you know, put it on me. I can show you better than I tell you I'm prepared to, I won't fail you. It just, it gives that like confirmation to, to me, like, yeah, he's, he's willing to show you how he can like, I guess, provide or really do good by you, but like, just give him some time in a sense. Um, then like we have, uh, the second verse, which I thought was cool. I didn't really like get much from it. Uh, doing what you want to do back with a slap or two. I felt like it was just kind of like, here are some of the lavish things we can do. Here are some of the fun things that I would want to, uh, you know, partake in. But then like in verse three, it kind of stood out when he was like, all I'm asking is turn down the flame high enough. Like we like who needs a plane fly enough. Like we got some wings, uh, calm, calming down we put them to shame and i feel like he's explaining to her like yo we don't have to be so intense we don't have to do this like we've i guess we've already made it we've already been here like people know we're fly people know we good like we can kind of just take it easy right yeah. um <clears throat> so I, I just i love this i love this whole song it was really great um yeah it's just i left it with a 4.7 on five mm -hmm. like it was just it's just so so good yeah i, I respect that I, I feel like in the first verse, you kind of like skipped over a crucial line that adds an extra layer of context when it goes, I got the rules, I got Duke, got the gift of gab with the boo. And like all throughout the track, there's this illusion that this is not the main girl. It's not the wife. Whoever he's talking mm -hmm. to now is a side hoe or like people dying to creep, right? Like creep is not above board sex. It's like when you're doing the dirty behind the closed doors and nobody's supposed to know shit. <clears throat> and... Mm. I like how, like, when Bind touched on it, still has that double entendre feel to it because it could be about the various groupies and people that come once you start to ingratiate into the flame and the passion and your desire to pursue this. But it could also be in the way that often a passion like music even will play that role and almost compete for the attention of your priorities like a partner in your life would. And so it's cool that it still kind of has that vibe to it, but it's so much harder for me to give you specific examples to be like, yeah, this is about hip hop directly, but he does have shit like anywhere you want to go, just sit back and enjoy the show. And if I hit, you got to know you'll never, ever, ever let it go. So there is this vibe that like 
in the context of a hip-hop performance, he'd be out there bringing it like, yo, let me in the game. I got everything. I'm so fly. Yeah, my, my shit over here is nice, yeah. but let me come through and show you what I got. And then, yo, listen, you got to keep it on the low, but my dick is that magical. You got to, you know, like mm. both these things kind of apply in the way he writes this song all the way through. Even with the like, you know, lay on the low, low, the marriage show, so they'll never have nothing on you. So it's almost like whatever this, your, this new passion, the thing that is amazing and the stability, the regularity of my life, the things that are happening there are just not proper. And then like, you know, like. I feel like it's almost a bit of a commentary on the culture, too, because you start to hit ice with the lemonade, diamonds with the golden chains, they're swearing again. To which, when you think about the turning up the notch with the flame and everything, maybe it's the way the culture's superficiality and the way things go now has been jacked up a notch as you're participating in the passionate love for it. I don't know. I'm a bit projecting here because it is kind of vague. But it also completely parallels into this like side chick situation when it's like, hold up. You might like the dick, but this ain't love. Hold the horses. Tone that down mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, like so both these things I think are really interesting on in how it works over. Plus sonically this is an amazing song like yeah. five on five like what can i say there's fuck man every time i've heard it it's like pure joy and makes you want to move and like perfect delivery of every single word and the combination of the singing swingy kind of feel of his flow with like the you know bit of rap s shit like he's just able to do a lot with his voice and i think he's really it's just wonderful sounding to me. I don't know. Beat's amazing. Everything about it's pretty upbeat and groovy. Um, that's all I got to say about that one. Anyway, so we have one more track in this first part of the album because this shit's broken into seasons of fucking elements. So let's talk about <laughs> Road Clean. Yo, I mean, he ends this song with dingles. Like, dingles is the best way to describe that sound in my opinion. But yeah, how do y'all feel about this one? This was good. I I okay. So I actually like this. The smoothness in it, the way it's just very soft and really just kind of you can cruise to this. And I think that's part of the point. You put this on in the car and you just go for a drive and you ride clean. Um, I kind of interpret it in a way where this may have been like a commentary on like people who don't live like a clean life in a sense, like who kind of live in that fast lane, doing dangerous shit, taking risks. And I feel like he was kind of asking somebody like in like metaphorically, have you ever rode clean? Have you ever done like, like just kind of been safe a little bit, kind of just taking care of like certain shit or whatnot. Um, that's, that's kind of how I looked at it at first. Uh, but then I was like, this could just be a, one of those, like a vibe track about just appreciating uh, driving around and just seeing a couple things. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I don't actually have much to say about it. I, I left it with a 4.2. Yeah, um, I feel similar. Um, like, But for me, like, I just really wasn't sure what this whole song was about about um but i did enjoy it it felt easy and floaty and like vibey and it, you know very much like something that you would put on because it does sound car related so um you know something that you would drive around listening to you know if you just want to like chill out um and he's just kind of like 
he does kind of mention that he's gonna like I don't know he he's it, about riding clean like I wasn't really sure what that meant um and then like the second verse is kind of more about how his girl holds him down and like keeps him like you know grounded and he's just kind of like happy and successful without like any dirt on his name um you know and he is just kind of like you know just kind of like basic and normal and like you know he's not really involved in like all that crazy stuff so it's nice for me like I felt it was a little bit like R&B inspired um but yeah I gave it a 4.2 on 5. I mean I took it like this if this whole chapter of the project this fire is all about passion right and we're exploring the culture that he's involved with through passion then it absolutely makes sense that he'd have a love song to Cars right it just makes total fucking sense every single rapper that we cover from that part of the usa loves cars like this like there's a whole jargon set the candy painted the all of it big part of that culture and um i feel like that's honestly what this is it's like because like i mean i don't know what the deeper connection is it's not really about a girl or anything i think it's just about that culture like when i hear road clean with the context it's like riding in a beautiful day with the most beautiful car with the most perfect circumstances it's like being dressed as fly as possible and looking like a million bucks but on a great day cruising with your thing and then these verses like if i was a rim i'd probably hug on the curb and then the rest of this shit is him imagining like honestly kind of being in a, a rim and shit and like in a beef with the bumper because it scrub when i move you know like just kind of like I'm like the car's so compacted and every you know like all the the shit that I don't understand because I'm not a car person, but I get the general gist <laughs> of what he's saying, and I just love the fact like if I was the trunk, it bang I'd be thrown in you know like it's just like man he's just dreaming about his favorite fucking car shit, and you know if yeah. I was a grill, I'd shine my light on the reel, and then because he's a grill, it's like you know this whole chrome lady and chrome babies and shit. I mean yeah, there's this loving element, but honestly and candy paint couldn't fade it like these are all just car shits the neons around me so i glow i glow and it kind of doubles as a love song but man this is like a love song to the perfect car that's how i I just didn't understand like the road and the road like the like and road like like driving on a road uh, versus like he's in a car that he rode and then R H O D E, like like Rhode Island, like there was so there was all these different like roads, and I just wasn't sure what he was talking about, and I, like why it would be R H O D, like was he in Rhode Island? Like I don't know what his connection with that is. I don't know. I couldn't answer that question, but that's what I understood from the song about cars and shit. But I'm not that car-y, so I don't know if there's some deeper connection <laughs> there. But fair enough. Sure. I just heard him talking about a bunch of car stuff with a passion that coincides with like everybody and not me because I'm in Montreal where half this shit's illegal and you can't have bouncy cars or neon lights on the bottom. So fuck do we get? That's cool with cars out here. Maybe they do that shit in the country. They ain't doing that shit where I see in my city. And if you do know somebody, please hit me up and let me come look at the cool cars on that note. Um, yeah, I gave it like a 4.25. Like, sonically, it's not my favorite, but conceptually, it's cool. Uh, Earth Interlude is the next start of our next part of the journey. 
How do you feel about this one, Bonnie? Um, this one's nice. It feels like floaty and like, you know, nice. I don't know. I like it. You know, it is another spoken poetry vibe. It does kind of feel like smooth jazzy-ish, like there's like a cello. I think there might be a violin, like, you know, like instruments. Um, so it is quite lovely. Um, and I felt like this one was kind of giving me like blue and exile vibes a little bit. Like, I don't know. It was cool. Um, I gave this one a 4.4 on five. I like Earth. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was also cool. I liked how it was like, I guess the other element, fire, earth, right? So that's that's nice. Um, I felt like it was supposed to kind of ground you a little bit and remind you just how like beautiful Earth is and how like real this planet is in a sense. That's kind of what I was taking from it. Um, I, I, for a moment, I was like, in a, in a way of titling to like digital roses and putting things online and like capturing all these memories and stuff. It's like, this is a cool like this is a cool like time capsule type of thing like if somebody were to hear this like in the future or something and listen back it's like i don't know i just kind of felt like that would be cool to cool to experience in a way like you're like somebody in the future not realizing how amazing the earth is and then something from fucking 2022 is like showing you this deep sense of it like i, I thought it was nice uh it's pretty kind of just fits with the theme and consistent i give i left it with a 4.1 I like how he's leveraging music in these interludes to complement the message. So it's almost like, like they're they're really doing their jobs as interludes to be like palate cleansers from the last vibe to move you into the next vibe, like acts of a play that we're moving across. And I really think he accomplishes that goal well because, I mean, at this point, I've committed in my brain to this idea that this is a love album of some kind, exploring passions and shit. And maybe passion is the mm -hmm. first part because of fire. And that element best reflects that. But then you move into Earth and what he's saying here, it kind of feels like what happens after like the fucking honeymoon phase ends and like everything just gets real and you have all these other things and it's a new kind of love and passion and it's evolved. And so like no more shifting or tectonic plates. It's like that's when sometimes the early part of your relationships is really like passionate because you're figuring each other out and there's stupid arguments and dumb shit and then you kind of get your rhythm in and you, you build that foundation and i believe that's kind of like what's happening here a little bit with the earth thing that's what i took from mm -hmm. it and then to keep it consistent he ends it with the film it or take a picture thing because like the idea is that as each part of your life, so your passions or the phases come through, each of them are beautiful in their own way. And we don't need the filters because these are these snapshots or digital roses or whatever they may be of the various emotions that we put out there. And I really liked it. It's very pretty. I don't want to listen to it a whole bunch, but it's super pretty. And I'll give it a 4.173. My grades mean nothing. Um, come out... To play is the next one. Uh, I think it is fireworks. That's a good place to start. The first time I heard this shit, I'm like, did he just put gunshots at the end of this shit? That's so fucking like I wasn't expecting it. And then you hear the fireworks before. Well, that ain't no gunshot. How, okay. Just on that note, how many times do you hear the sound go off in the neighborhood and you're like gunshot or fireworks? Okay. Everybody in NDG has played that game. 
gunshot or fireworks and usually it's fireworks it's never gunshots it's like always fireworks but you still stop and go i wouldn't say never but yeah I mean, I'm sure it is, but I don't know any of the times <laughs> where I can definitively say that. It's usually like, oh, yeah, no, it's fireworks because it keeps happening and shit. So, like, that's a game people play. It's a fair It's a fair thing. In the comments, in the YouTube world, you can let us know if you play that game in your neighborhood. Not that, like, <laughs> I, it's, like, a fun game. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a real thing. I don't know. Sometimes I just get yeah. caught up and shit. Um, but how do y'all feel about your song? Uh, sorry, about this song. There's a lot of fireworks um, in NDG. There's a lot of fireworks in NDG. I'm going to say that much. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about so, this? So for me, like, because <clears throat> like, I wasn't really sure what like this one was about. Like there wasn't really like a lot to work with, like licking and uh, pressing buttons. And do you want to come out to play? You want to come out to play? And like, just based off of, the fireworks, the explosion that fireworks, uh, you know, and violins and like all of that, like that we hear at the end. Um, and then connecting to the title, the C-U-M, come out to play. I'm assuming that what he's coaxing out of him is an orgasm of sorts um, or something that is like freeing and relieving and like all of that. So it does feel like very like, um and kind of like artsy and experimental at the same time uh but it's kind of like funky as well i don't know it, like it wasn't my favorite one um like i you know same sort of reaction that you had like i think this isn't something that i would necessarily listen to but it was interesting it was very like creative so i gave it a four on five how do you feel Chris? um I, I kind of took it the same way. I was like, yo, is this guy talking to the clit? Like, is he just like, like, is he trying to just express that I'm trying to make this girl orgasm, come out and play. Let's like figure this out. How do I like maneuver properly? Mm. How do I get you to like, I can't see the song to- in another way now. Like, like kinda, you know, the like, rain drops, it's wet, you know. But Pressing there's this essence buttons. of like, oh I wanna, gosh. I wanna please you. Like, I wanna do this to you. So, like, help me, help you come out and play type shit. And it was like kind of oh, because really, you know really what happens cool. with the clit, right? When it gets stimulated, yeah. it pops out and it comes yeah. out to play. And it's like you gotta like, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. this is sort of fucking thing amazing. Like, Shout out, out. Like, big crit. <laughs> Shout out, big crit. Shout out, big crit. Like this, this, but it's, it's crazy because it's also, I guess for me, like, I guess some sort of underlining insecurity that like maybe men may have when dealing with women in a sense too. So it's like kind of cool how he like presented that. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, how many just, licks does it take to say I found you? It has a whole right? different meaning, like, right? Now yo, that like, caught it. Come like, on and play. Instantly, instantly. <laughs> like, dude, I just, yeah. But um, I love this I love song a lot the- more. <laughs> I am going to listen to this song more now. It's going to be big clit. <laughs> um, I-, I gave it a four on five. Like, it's just tight, bro. Like, I, didn't, I-, I didn't even get it. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting here puzzled. I, it didn't click, and now that I see it, I can't unsee it. And this sounds a four point five. It's actually brilliant. And then it's just so <laughs> airy, and it's just so peaceful. And it, it's amazing, right? Because if you think about the context from the passionate flame, it's almost selfish. And then you move into this more grounded, and the immediate thing is, 
I'm going to please that click because I know that's going to be the best thing I can do. Woof! Big game, big crits giving up. Big game. Um, I like this one a lot. Uh, 4.5, like I said. I don't know what else there is to say. I think we've marveled at the brilliance of this song enough. <laughs> um, All right. Well, let's check out Just For You. What do you think of this one, Chris? This one's uh, it's a nice follow up to the last track, in my opinion, um, after he like gives in to her and wants to like really please her and stuff. It also kind of follows up with this, like, because I've fallen for you or because like I really have this for you. I want to change. I want to be a better person. I want to give up, you know, some of the some of the life that I have just to be able we just to be able to do right by you. Um, it, it, it's really kind of straightforward, honestly, there wasn't too much for me to like, be like, oh, this was super like convoluted or anything. No, it was, it's, it's, let's just say I gave up my gators, Taylor made suits, different flavors, got my Cadillac. So no more swinging in the road. Like he's kind of describing these changes from who he was to who he is now. Um, something that you like just thinking about if this is about hip-hop that's also kind of cool as well like how he wants to change better for hip-hop to be part of the game and like kind of developing a new maybe a new persona a new type of level let's say uh but that was just something i i thought of now just in talking about it what was cool only because i actually like we've listened to the song well listen to the project is uh, how he play, how he emphasizes the um, we could take a pic, IG it, Facebook it, as if kind of implying he doesn't really do that stuff. And this is kind of like what you do now in like relationships, like you publicize it, you show people kind of who your partner is and whatnot. So I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, I like how he um, he in the second verse, it's like, let's just say I get with the late night called the freak. I stopped bending corners, no more hanging in the streets. Again, more of that emphasizing, like, this is where I was. This is where I am now. Thanks to you. You've changed me, made me better. Uh, personally, I think he bodied the third verse, just the way he switches up the flow from, like, the smoothness and, and like, kind of this calm type of flow to this rapid, like, tricky stuff, kind of giving you some of that rapper vibe there. So it has a nice mix of, like, R&B with rap in it. So it was pretty cool. Really, really dope. I gave it a 4.5 on 5. I think it's cool, right? Because he's again like expanding on this earthen theme that he pre he set, like I guess the pulsed fire version of the passion into the more grounded earth, like more calculated version of it, where it's like it's less maybe emotionally driven and it feels more decision driven. Like I want to do this more than I have to do this, and he's expressing it in this choice to evolve. And I, I, you, you touched on it, but I feel like, again, it could be about hip hop and his evolution and how he presents himself. And I do think it's interesting how in light of like, I don't feel like there's an aversion to social media and the way he puts it. Right. He just kind of like acknowledges this is what things are now and this is how you rebrand yourself and put this like message out to the world. So, you know, this is who I am and it's kind of what it feels like. And this new version of himself is, I guess, more mature. And, like, it's almost like, because if you do go down the path of the girl with this album, it's like in the beginning part, he's sleeping around, he's doing his player phase, etc., etc. And here it is, like, yo, I'm done with that lifestyle. It isn't really what I want. Now you win, you get all the cool shit. You met my moms. I'm done with the girls that are less than it. You get the house. Um, 
I really I feel for you. But even if you talk about hip hop, let's say you, you look at how a lot of people get distracted by the materialism and let's say the mistresses of hip hop rather than like the more bigger picture of the communication platform you're building. It kind of, you know, could be about your intentions within the game and how you're trying to treat the situation as well. So, I mean, it's it's nifty. And the overall song is just such a bop. And, like, sonically, I'm more into it than the last one. It makes me feel, like, le- not as much as, like, my favorite on the album. Like, a couple of the earlier ones really were, like, stronger for me to listen to. But I like the fact that he laces in the rap right after coming in with the singing, kind of reminding you of his versatility. And that through these short, tight verses that really just fit the song, The ver- uh, he sings on the chorus, it's nice beats good i don't have that much more to say about this one it's like a 4.25 for me and i really think it moves the story of the album along um so yeah, yeah. let's move on to so cool which has a music okay. video. you don't want any of my opinions i, I forgot about you i'm sorry my bad rude well apparently it's not just for me um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's basically kind of what you guys already said that he is willing to give up or change whatever he has to, to be with his woman or whatever. Um, you know, he's behaving better. He takes her seriously, introduces her to his mom. Um, he doesn't hang out on the block anymore. He's out of the game. He kind of like, you know, he grew up and, you know, he, he's like leveling up and he's changing his ways and, uh, for me, I wouldn't say it's it's a bop, but um, it was all right. It was very like it's kind of like slow and smooth and like you know sensual a little bit. Like, but it's not. I don't know. Like, it's all right. It wasn't my favorite one. Um, I gave it a four on five. You can now carry on. All right, that's so cool of you to let me do that. <laughs> I love Carlos Miller and an eighty five South Show. All right, Chris, how do you feel about this song though? Um. I like it. I I thought it was I thought it was super cool. Um, very smooth. Very brings back that jazzy feel. Kind of gives us life again in the album a little bit. Um, I I think I think Big Crit is kind of just taking a moment to acknowledge how like very cool and and like uh, controlled he is. And maybe not contr- controlled. Maybe not be the right word. But like. He just, he doesn't spaz out. He doesn't have to like act up and stuff. He just kind of moves like a boss. I'm just going to argue. I think it's the opposite. I think um, he spazzes out and he's wondering how you, his partner lady, are so cool. As exemplified in the second verse, when I get hot like this summer, when the AC on, the light bill turn up, you want to cuddle when I, you know. So it's like Mm. she keeps him cool. I see. I see. Well, that may have gone over my head. I thought it was just kind of one of these songs that he was explaining, like, like the whole just first him and taking verse a moment. Is like, I'm worried about money and I want to get more money. And the second verse is I'm tripping about money. And, and in fact, he's just tripping about money the whole song. And she's like, we don't need that money. Mm, mm. I guess I guess that also kind of does play into it. Um, but it was it kind of it kind of just was what it was uh i gave it a 4.2 i it's really it all right uh so let me continue uh he obsesses about money <laughs> and his girl doesn't concern herself with it like that's relatable yeah 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 <laughs> and uh you know he's just kind of like how are you so cool about this like 
how yeah. like, you know she's All she's time. just like not not stressed and is like don't worry like it's you know it'll happen whatever like don't worry about it we don't need the like, millions and millions of dollars like it's cool it's cool um you know and like she keeps him grounded you know like earth you know we're in the earth section still um and you know like i liked the the gambling machine sound like when he like wins like the obviously that was not it at all um but (laughs) it was like still like a unique sound so i always appreciate when there's like unique sounds in the beat um you know like he struck some like real luck with her um you know and it is fun i do like the electric guitar that's like heavily like kind of featured in this song and i think trumpet i feel like i want to say trumpet um anyway some sort of horn instrument um i liked it so i mean she's just not stressed she's so cool and so is this song so i'd give it a 4.5 on five yeah this song was like you know like when you see a meme and you're like is he talking to me is he talking about my life a little bit because you know, that's how it felt listening to this one. I'm like, that trip He's talking buddy. about me. Well, talking from his perspective, fine, whatever. It's us. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, he's talking about me. Me, me. Okay, you. Uh, but basically, like, yeah, he's tripping about it. And I'll, I'm like that. I'm trying to think about all this shit, how to get Millie's and stuff. And then finally be like, let's get Uber Eats. It's all good. Don't trip. How are you so cool? And she's mad cool about it. She ain't never stressed one time about this shit. She'll just be like, it's all right. We good. Don't stress. Let's just do it. Carpe diem. And I don't understand that life. So I'm more like the, I get hot like the summer when the AC's on and the bills go up and shit. You know, like that shit we think about. And then I get the, no, I'm cool. So it was like really cute in a sense because it really feels like this whole section is like this really mature relationship of like that monogamous romantic love ideals and like playing out in a really realistic way and i think that's what makes it cool because it's just like you don't really get that many songs about dudes tripping about money and the girl keeping them grounded right like arguably that's not a topic we get a lot so expanded upon with the love of this you know um And then he's still committed to getting richer because doesn't it sound funner? And even if you're cool about money, we don't need it. But doesn't it sound funner? And I'm like, that sounds so good. Big crit spitting mad game. So this song's a four and a half on five. It's super fun. It's outside the sphere of what I would normally listen to with that like solely dancey, like cool vibe. But I'm not cool. So like it makes sense that nice. I wouldn't really be like that. I'm more not cool. That's all right. So I guess Act. Everybody's spoken. I'm not being a rude person. And we can go on to the water interlude and transition to the next part of the album. How do you feel about this one, Mr. Bathroom Break, Chris? Um, I think it's, it's cool. I, I, I'm still trying to like figure out how a lot of these kind of still somewhat connect, but I do like how he's sticking consistent with the elements. I like how we're changing the atmosphere. I like how we're going into this more, I guess, like solid, fluid type of vibe. I don't know. It was it was nice. I really like the music, though. Like a lot of these interludes, what really capture me is not so much the words, but just the the sounds and 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 just the the musicality to it. So that was cool. Four point uh, four point two on five. Yeah, I give it the same grade. Um, I mean, it is another 
similar interlude like the others. Um, this time it's, you know, kind of like a poem about water, but it is quite similar to the rest. Um, you know, it's him and a woman are there speaking together at the same time. They're reciting it together. So I liked um, that. I feel like we haven't mentioned that. Um, and then at the end, it, it kind of mentions like that digital roses don't die. Like, you know, it's just like a, the continuity of like this, like message over and over again, um, just to remind you that this is what this is. So it's nice. It's short and sweet. Uh, yeah. Like I said, 4.2. I mean, it's got a huge difference from the other two poems. Cause like it starts off with the continuity, like that this is water, like water, water. Each of them has started yeah. off like that purest yeah. form of it all. And then the tone of this is that water's emotional element power is the positivity of hydrating life-givingness. I That's kind of what I think. Because then he contextualizes the other elements. This is also very fascinating information that's actually cool. So the flame dies because that's what happens with the flame. It's short-lived. It's this passionate phase of shit where it's all impulsive. And I would call it the infatuation lust phase of shit. Then you get to the grounded phase of shit where everything's whatever. And then the wind blows, but we haven't talked about the wind yet, so we'll save that. But hydration at this point, kind of like positive hydration, I guess with the ground situation, it's like as much as you're grounded, it moves and things change. And in order to nurture that and to grow shit and to like kind of move in the proper directions and to keep it alive in a sense, because you got to hydrate the ground. You know what I mean? It's an important part of the process of things. So water plays its things. But then all of a sudden... We get this evolution with the filter part, right? So now it's when we film or take pictures. Oh, I'm supposed to hydrate, I suppose, fitting. Keeping you nice and wet. But um, so now it's not just take pictures or it's like film or take pictures. So we've added in almost an evolution here with or without each other. So now there's something bigger. It's not like it's almost like in the ground in the earth phase is that like we spend all our time together. And then water is like this next evolution where we learn to let go of each other while still being that deeply connected. It's Because now it's with or without each other, with or without filters. We don't need to save that raw anymore. It's bigger than that. Now, no matter how you manifest it, <clears throat> it will always be this original thing that's us and that digital roses don't die. And I think it's cool because all of a sudden the filters are okay and they're they're like more still original. Even though in the past versions of these poems, the filters had to not be there in order for you to see the real lens of it. But now that you have that foundation, it's like you can add the filters and it's okay because you'll still see the originality of that new moment that you've created. And that's fucking beautiful though, okay? So four and a half on five for the beautifulness of that. Plus the music does its thing. It's airy and mm -hmm. ambiance and all of that good stuff. Anyway, hope y'all don't find me that boring. I'm not going to lie. Big Crit gives up the secret to a happy relationship right here in this very song. <laughs> Make sure to dick good. All right. How do y'all feel about this one? He is boring and girl, you love it. Um, you know, he's basically just saying like the realities of his life. Uh, you know, that he doesn't really want to party. He just wants to stay home and chill and watch TV. He's like a real basic guy. Um, you know, he talks about the fact that he doesn't spend money unnecessarily. He, uh, he snores. He's just basic, but she loves him anyways. And, you good. Know, yes. Uh, yes. I was going to mention that, but you, like you said, the, the peen is a uh, swell. So it's just like a cute, 
song like it's just like you know he's acknowledging the fact that he's not that entertaining and exciting and you know that he doesn't really want to go out and have all these like wild adventures all the time and he's not like you know in trouble and he's not like you know chaotic and whatever he's just like yeah I'm just gonna chill at home and that's pretty much it and yeah so it's a 4.3 on 5 I liked it um I kind of took it as like an appreciation for being the boring guy when in the, the type of life we see artists and rappers live is really fast, really party like really living mm-hmm. it up kind of litty. Uh, so I think it was like kind of cool to see how there is this appreciation for someone who's like just working and kind of just enjoying his alone time and just doing like some of the little things that really you get to do with somebody that may or may not be boring mm-hmm. um what i really liked about a lot of this was like he's very money conscientious uh like in the second verse he's like now don't get me wrong uh yeah I like getting it from the night to the a.m but the line at the lounge is uh, is like overpriced and costs more than the payment it's like he's kind of validating his boringness to also being like like I don't want to spend money so like uselessly. I don't want to just go out and just have to do all these things for what? Like an IG page I barely post on, Boom. which is which is kind of super cool. And also, if you remember, like in the last couple of tracks, he's like kind of referencing how he put his relationship on the Facebook before. But now it's like he's kind of really being with himself. He's like, yo, that was maybe one part, but this is now who I really am. Like, I don't really do that. I kind of just stick to myself. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was, I, I thought it was nice. And I actually kind of related a bit where it's like, yo, I'm not actually the person who likes to go out and do a bunch of shit. I'm boring. I want to stay home and be on my computer and like right. Netflix and whatever, whatever. So I liked it. I thought it was a full point two on five. So I really enjoyed it. I took it more like he doesn't think he's boring at all. I get it. I don't think I'm boring at all. Other people think I'm boring mm-hmm. and that's fair enough to them. And I respect that. And I feel like that's kind of what he's saying here. Like, it's not like I'm boring, but I still hold it down. Maybe we can hang out, you know, rent paid, dick good. Like he's like, I got my priorities in check and I live my life. But within the verses, we see that it's really boring in the context of social media and listening to like the conversations other people have and what other people find interesting and all the different mm. adventures and crazy shit people do go for the sake of social media. I mean, like, recently, as I've tried to learn about TikTok, it's almost like TikTok and shit. Like, when you really get into it, it's like you got to start scheming on how to do creative shit in your day that is so obscurely not what you would normally do just to get a talk. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. a different universe. So if people be, like, really into that and really out there, like, pursuing great social media pics and things like that, your lives are kind of going to be more glamorous looking and shit, documented in a particular way. But then I feel like in the second verse, he tries to, like, tie it in, like, yo, don't get it twisted. I'm, like, really okay to party and shit. You just don't know it, right? You you mm. don't see my memories. They're not recorded. And so it's like I was too in the moment. I was too there doing my shit to be worrying about capturing the moment type thing. I wasn't there because I wanted the pictures. I was there because I really wanted to be there. 
And I think that's what's really interesting. So he went to parties and things that he wanted to go to. He's in moments where he wants to be in, and it's not governed by this need or desire to chase social media clout. Thus, he's boring in a societal context, but then layers out all these reasons why he's really not boring at all. Primarily, the really magic secret to getting out of trouble in your relationship, the dick good. Make her come, yo. Um, it's a brilliant track, 4.75. I really enjoy it. It's really fun. It's really upbeat. And I really think it's cool because it, it like it almost shows like a water-esque life-giving approach. Like, let's reframe how things look. It looks this way, but let me tell you about it. Because, yo, imagine time's gone on. The relationship's evolved. The homegirls be like, your man's so boring. And now he's being like, yeah, I'm boring. But, the, you know, like. It's like you got to like breathe water and life into shit. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm just trying to work within the metaphor of his album. Um, I like it a lot though. Would it matter? Yes. (laughs) How do y'all feel about would it matter? I thought it was cool. Um, I think that I kind of took it as like in in a at least my perception of certain things um, where materialistic things matter, having money matters and kind of feels like these things validate certain relationships and kind of prove like certain status symbols or whatever. Um, Sometimes we're just not attainable. Sometimes it's just not things that could happen. And I guess this is like an insecurity that, you know, big crit is dealing with. And he's like, would this matter if I didn't, if I couldn't like provide the way other people do, does it matter if I just have to work a nine to five and would you still be around? And I think it's like really, really just honest. And he's just kind of like, just asking his partner, like, is, is it okay if I can just be like a normal person in a sense? Like, mm-hmm. is it okay if I, if I can just be me and just be a regular guy and I don't have to always do all these extravagant things. Um, I like it. I thought it was, I thought it was dope. Um, I like how he kind of flexes on the second verse. He's kind of switches up his style a little bit. Um, I've, I felt like his second verse though, the first verse was clear. The first verse was clear uh, in terms of like being able to understand what he's saying and stuff. But the second verse, I felt like it kind of blended into the beat a little bit, which was like a cool effect, but it did kind of make it a little bit hard for me to understand when he's doing a lot of like the fast chopped up kind of tricky stuff so but delivery was on point though and that was nice and chris is like delivery is on point but i didn't understand it (laughs) like (laughs) like the way the way yeah you know it is what it is um i I liked it i gave it a 4.1 on five yeah um i also gave it a 4.1 on five i feel like chris and i are like very much on par with a lot of our grades here um so he's just kind of like talking about that he's like not really like online like he's not really like into like all of that stuff and he's like you know he talks about that he's like pretty basic he doesn't you know need or have like a lot of like frills and like things like that like you know he's just a regular guy um he's kind of like jean lajoie just a regular regular guy um you know and he's living with his parents or you know he's talking about having lived with his parents or living with his parents so that he can kind of like save money and like you know he gets that that's maybe not the most glamorous lifestyle but like does that really matter to her like you know like you know if he's able to like you know save his money and do other things and you know use that for you know to further like their gains um 
and he doesn't really like like high bougie or like high maintenance like bougie kind of like girls you know that want all these like high-end brand names kind of like Hermes or something um but uh yeah I don't know it's all right like he's just kind of like talking about that like he's like you know does all this materialistic stuff really matter to you like you know like would it make any difference like the love that we have so I think it's a it's an interesting song and it's relatable but I still would not want to live with his parents but uh so yeah 4.1 on five facts I don't know why you don't want to live with his parents I mean I don't know them maybe I would but probably not I'm just saying it could be interesting. Um, this reminded me of Can I Get Up by Jay-Z a bit. Like, can I hit mm. it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? That kind of shit, like that vibe. But I think mm. it's really a different perspective on that, like th- that whole vibe. But also it could work into the, the double entendre of hip hop still. So like, what if your whole life is this nine to five regular, I can't buy the fancy shit. Uh, my car might not be fancy. I, I mean, I take the bus. Uh, all this other kind of stuff, you know? What What if I'm not, like, that cool and I'm going to school and I'm doing regular-ass shit like real estate and, like, it's not, like, the superfluicity. Um, I think there's a lot of artists that their lives are like that too, right? And it, there's honestly not a huge place for that in a lot of mainstream music right now. Like, nobody really want to hear about man's getting a real estate degree and flipping houses if they did mm. trust there'd be more songs about that shit actually people should make more songs about that shit that'd be a big flex but maybe it's because people who go do that make so much money they don't go make songs or something i don't know i'm just thinking out loud um but like you know living with the parents and all this practical regular ass shit and then you get back onto the chorus but then in the second verse i feel like it's a little about what it looks like on social media with hip-hop in a lot of ways to be honest like that's a lot of shit you would hear like in rapper verses that we've covered in some of the more mainstream superfluicity of like the the wealthy people flexing and i mean like all of them like like take a rick ross vacation sex song when he does those ones it kind of feels like that but more like ugh, i don't want that shit right it's like i could yeah. have it or i've been there done that but this isn't where i'm at now you know and i think it's like a little bit questioning is there even a place in hip-hop for this like j cole styled regular although j cole isn't this regular this is some regular that i think j cole wishes he could be sometimes um but like this is some really cool songwriting i think and i really like that but it could also just be questioning the authenticity of the love but i really think it's more about that i might be wrong stills uh sonically it's all right i'm gonna give it like a a 4.25 it's less one that i would go back to listen to but i certainly enjoyed thinking about it um honestly that's all i gotta say about that one um so maybe we should talk about generational weighed down okay fine let's start this off all right y'all we're having a little debate here over (laughs) on this line because y'all can't just trust genius up here, it does right. not say it verified by Big Create. And we all know he's not big on the internet. And, like, frankly, so. it could it's anyways. People like me that upload lyrics and stuff, right? All I'm saying yeah. is this bar over here, there is a God our Savior. I heard it. Marriage is not our Savior. But I might be wrong. So I'm curious what y'all thought. Okay, internet, you can be the deciding factor of that. Um, anyway, how do you feel about this otherwise, Chris? Um, this one, this one got me in my feelings. I, I, I think I 
may have projected a little bit of my thoughts and feelings towards being a parent and kind of like the next step of my life with this track. Uh, I found it very relatable, just the way that like uh, throughout the verse, and I'll, I'll get to the course in a minute, but like throughout the verse, it's like, what if I ain't meant to be a parent? What if I'm a lost soul damage? What if I can't slow down the throttle? It's like, I've, I'm not in any position right now that I'm dealing with a kid or having a kid, but these are things I think about just as I get older and like entering into my thirties. And it's like, everyone around me is having kids. And like, I've had conversations with my parents and, you know, other family members. So um, I don't know. It just kind of, it really actually brought like tears to my eyes. Cause I kind of really projected a lot of just what I was feeling. And I thought that was super powerful um, just to be able to do that. The chorus, um, the chorus was cool like apples might fall might fall from trees is signifying like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree where like his his kid could potentially be you know kind of messed up like he is or damaged like he is but then comparing it to being like but what if there's a chip off the old block like what if actually there's a possibility my kid could be you know better than me different not have to be this broken or however i, I feel like this is being explained and I like how he's expressing like the 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 torn between you and me, like kind of being selfish with what I want from my life, but also being there for you. And, you know, I like how he um, I like how he goes. One is like, what if I think I, I might be mistaken, but doesn't he say like he yeah. What if he's a chip off the old block? And then what if she's like, depending on if he has a boy or a girl, you know, different feelings, different emotions towards that. So I, I thought it was really, really cool. Um yeah like it's just a very very good song in my opinion um 4.5 on five yeah um i mean that's pretty much what it is like that he's just kind of um scared that he's he's going to like pass down like his mistakes and the things that he's done you know to like the next generation and you know he can't quite you know maybe stop drinking you know he does kind of touch on that and like you know maybe some of like the bad things that he's done in the past and like the you know the addictions that he has had and you know maybe he's away from them now but like that still could be in his dna and um you know that if he's going to be passing that down like you know it is sort of you know part of the, the gifts that uh you know our parents give us unfortunately you know a lot of the time like we can't we have no control over that and he's just kind of you know thinking about that and um you know he's questioning you know if he is meant to be a parent or not and you know that he isn't perfect and you know he has you know these flaws and you know things that he's carried down from past generations uh, that he doesn't like and things that he wishes he could change. But like, you know, in the end, everybody has insecurities and has flaws and has all these things and, you know, everybody's going to have them. So um, there's really nothing you can do. You know, it is just sort of like, he is kind of like questioning. It, it does sound like he's leaning. He, d- he talks more about like him or like, what if he's like kind of, so he, d- he does talk more about like, the idea of a son than uh, a daughter I found but like so I don't know if like he's on his way to be having a son or if he's just like talking about you know the idea of it maybe he just wants to have a son um obviously you have don't really have so much control over things like that but um it is like a a nice sounding song with like an interesting and and sincere question and fear that um, so many people have, especially when they're, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, having kids and, you know, kind of like what happens if 
you know, the love between him and his woman, like, what if that dies? Like, how is that going to, it, you know, impact the children? You know, like, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So he's just kind of like questioning and, uh, you know, thinking about like all of these things. And, you know, he's trying to make the right decision for himself and for like future generations. So it's interesting. Um, I give it a 4.4 on 5. This is a cool song. Um, so I just want to say for like the chorus, he does go he, she, but in the verse, he just says yeah. they. He only uses they, implying oh, in neither okay. gender. So definitely okay. isn't projecting a preference there. Um, okay. So yeah. all that stuff about questioning things and the potential end of the relationship and, like, what happens if it and what if they inherit the bad habits is there. But, yo, the outro is pretty significant. It kind of, like, transitions yeah. shit, right? And I think it's meant to move in because I think the wind is the next one. But, like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. this is, like, the end of some passion and relationship. Like, even if you do everything right, even if we're faithful, even if we like play all the games, like not games, I guess don't play all the games badly. We do it all correct. Um, and then what happens when it ends? Why would you want to be the person weighing each other down? So it's like what happens yeah. when you get to that point where it just stops being what it once was. Even, And then having a kid mixed into that situation is just so much more complicated. And then that's why you say you say marriage is not our savior and you are greater makes more sense to me because that's like yo when you're at that point in a relationship where maybe it's going different ways and you're trying to hail mary shit that's when you start to talk about kids in marriage sometimes sometimes it's just when it's not going good and it's like this realization that this isn't going to save us you're not going to get what you want out of having that kid or whatever and if you're in that moment and that's kind of how i took that end of it and that you are greater like listen don't fucking settle for some second rate marriage because you think it's the right thing to do nah that's why it's like there is god our savior is eh, doesn't fit as nice as marriage is not our savior to how i see the song and and how all that anchor weighed down shit like yo if you've ever been in a seriously long-term relationship you are going to experience things like this one way or another and it's like i think it's really interesting and i don't really remember what happens on wind so <laughs> i guess we'll find out very soon but it's heavy and it's a really serious song and i think it's cool introspection that shows this real fear of what trying to migrate into a responsible parent like adult person while dealing with addictions and shit is like and i think it's really cool um anyway let's move on to the wind interlude all right all right chris tell us about wind the last element that we talk about on this journey um well from what i get from this is this seems to be like a sudden change in the atmosphere, the way he uses the turbulence of it all, the subtle breeze, it becomes the wolf's call. It's like, I kind of get this sense that things are kind of changing rapidly because it's so sudden, but there's also going to be like some lingering effects that are going to take place. Um, I like how he kind of shows us that like the ground starts to move, the flame dies, kind of signifying that there's going to be like an end to something. Uh, maybe the passion or the spark is gone. Uh, we still film it. We take pictures, unoriginal. I like how it's like he's still going with that documentation of like our lives, and even in like, let's say turmoil or some sort of da- like <coughs> down spiral, it's like we're still gonna document these things and show and kind of like maybe try to prove that we're still gonna make it or something. I don't know. I thought it was cool. The flute, the flute part was actually pretty dope. I don't know why. It was just something like maybe kind of rebuilt a bit. I did. I did. It just 
was something that's just never happened a lot. But it was cool. It was really, really cool. You got to listen uh, to more Bjork in your life. I do. I do, actually. And Bonnie? Um, well, I liked it. I mean, like, I just felt like it was quite, you know, similar to the rest of these other interludes. And like, it was at this point where I was like, I'm like, are they just saying the same thing over and over again? But like, just with different, like, words, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously it is like the same setup, like, like wind, wind and like all of that. Like, it's like, you know, fire, fire, like they're like, it's quite like repetitive. Um, but they're like different, like little poems but like they have the exact same feel and flow and they kind of start and end the same and just kind of sort of like the middle bit is uh, a little bit different um so at this point was i was like am i grading the same thing over and over again like i didn't really know but um i think it's interesting that like it like that these interludes kind of like are able to like separate each section um, and yet still sound so like fluid and make sense. Um, so I liked it, you know, it was still, it has like the same end, like digital roses don't die. Uh, I gave it a 4.2 on five. So I like this a lot. Cause if we think about the last track and the parenting thing, what if it's mm -hmm. saying hip hop was feeling like it didn't want to actually have kids because it wanted to keep doing its thing and it wasn't ready to take on that kind of maturity to evolve it. And it still plays on that double entendre. And as a result, we're left with the way it manifests in this filterized social media world of hip hop versus what it once may have been in the eyes of a lot of especially old heads and how they paint the picture. Right. And then I thought yeah. about how cultures grow and evolve and love it grows and evolves. And I think it just kind of moves with most movements and passions. I mean, even the damn truckers had the fire, the earth, the water, <laughs> and they're currently going through their wind phase. And it happened over a couple of like weeks, if you want to. So it's cool because like it's this framework he's presenting through these poems with evolution, with these more specific songs in the middle to kind of move us forward in the overall topic. Um, yeah. But here it's like the love's dead. It's gone. The wind blows it away. So the water, maybe before I was a little wrong, maybe the water comes through and it shifts the earth. And what that was implying is that it breaks that foundation you built up, right? And now because the foundation's broken, um, the wind can come through and just fuck shit up. Like, you know, when, when like the three little pigs houses got blowing down and whatnot. Um, and it's not like, you know, a gentle whisper. It's just shit moves. The flames die. You know, it reinforces those notions that those phases are over and the water phase came through and did its damage. And in the water phase, it was less passionately committed. It was more pragmatic and practical in a sense. And now it's like we still go through the motions. Our smiles become filters, like when your kisses become more routine than desire and, and things like that. And at the end of the thing, these are all digital roses. They don't die. These snapshots we put while they don't die everything changes behind them. And that's what's really fascinating is I think so many people did so much of this that you can almost document this series of events taking place in so many people's lives because digital roses don't die. Like you don't need the filter when you're two months into a relationship and you're smiling ear to ear. Like honestly, there's this dude in Montreal, Sinical. He's in a brand new relationship right now and holy shit, are the smiles and joy in his eyes some shit that I'm like, fuck eh? That's really hard to get to seven and a half years deep. I mean, it happens, but it's hard to have that every fucking picture. It's just what it is. And so it's like, 
as time goes on, you do get more inclined to almost recreate the passion of the rawness of the beginning of it. And I think about this with Behind That Suit. Like, even as we do these fucking reviews now, right now, it's like, yo, it's not that fire face. We're way in a different place than it ever was and with everything in my life. So it's like, I thought the whole series of these poems like sewing together, create this wildly interesting way to look at the evolution of passion through love. And that's incredible to me. So this shit, like mm -hmm. I would say all the poems together are banging. This one, I don't know, 4.5, it's hard for me to really, it's like, it's like sonically, it's not stuff I would ever listen to except for this fucking show. So I love what I'm hearing. Other songs I would listen to, not so much the interludes. I would normally never go back to them, but like, I really believe that they are more than just repeating words. I think they're leveraging poetic devices to frame the evolution of things. And it's really cool. And the continuity is really important because it lets you know that this is all the same story as it evolves. And that's really dope. Shut up, well, Big Crit. You don't have to listen to it anymore because it's over now. Facts. Um. So this one is just sort of more about being in love and you know never having felt like this before and then uh you know kind of starting off like that and it is sort of like a little bit more like upbeat and then you know can't be anything without her by his side but then it's over and you know it it, it ends and you know it's just kind of like he had all of this like you know he had this great woman and you know like she was everything to him but it just didn't work out. And, um, you know, he's just sort of reminiscing on that, like it's just kind of how it is. Um, so I give this one a four on five. I don't really have too much else to say about this one. It's, yeah, it's okay. Um, I think Big Crit really did a nice job of explaining kind of like how people deal with breakups, uh, kind of like certain emotions and, and vibes and type of escapes that, are um that, that that you try to go to for these things um just within the intro like he's stating it's over now it's over now i lost it all like he's already he's kind of acknowledging like this is this is my reality um and in the first verse you know he's like really explaining like i i've i've never been in love like this before and and i i can't believe i like fucked up like that now i'm rolling the dice daily now missing you like crazy now and it's because you know, what you find out in the second verse is how he really acknowledges that he fucks up. Um, what I kind of got from it is like, I'm in my feelings. Things ain't been kosher. No, I got to get back to where it used to be. I took you, I took for granted that you would never leave. And kind of like just being like, I should have been better. I should have been more of understanding of how you feel and not maybe so wrapped up in, in this type of life. Um, but like, I, f I felt he did a really good job at like expressing a lot of the pain i kind of felt like this had it wasn't just like he's saying it he's really trying to show you the emotions and really trying to like use his voice to kind of be a little bit broken inside so that was also cool um yeah i mean it it, it really kind of is straightforward uh but i did enjoy it i gave it a full point too um i mean it's kind of moves the story along right like it yeah. finalizes the idea that nah this whatever it is relationship maybe it's his feelings towards music maybe it's the lifestyle and celebrity like i don't know again if it's really about a girl or not but the fact that it could still serve as that generalized feeling towards passion whatever it may be 
it's at the end of that phase and it doesn't necessarily mean it's over too right it's left with almost this like awareness of how it got to be in this place with the reflective tone of okay maybe i really do want that now that i've lost it maybe there is something here that i really really do want um all i just say it's smooth it's super easy to listen to and I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't have a lot more to add to it. I just think it kind of moves stuff along, and it's a nice, sweet, like, story beat song in a sense. Um, so, yeah. Wet Lashes mm-hmm. and Shot Glasses. Feel about Wet Lashes and Shot Glasses, Chris. You know what's interesting? No. What? Mem- like, if we were to t- uh, touch upon, like, he was talking to the side chick earlier in the project or whatnot, this kind of is cool how like he's trying to get over maybe the loss of love and an older relationship by kind of like going to see somebody that he can do this type of things with. Cause I kind of feel like the person who's telling him to wipe the tears and get over the love is like the person who he's just consoling him. Like we're smoking, we're drinking, we're having a good time. I'm here to like help you get over whatever it is you're feeling. Um, in the first verse, it kind of gives me this impression. Like, I guess I'll whip off, I'll wipe off the car, dust off the ground, dust off the garment, like kind of go out. Let me, let me, let me go out. Let me go be flashy. Let me try to see what I can do. Get my mind, distract myself. Uh, where I ca- call up the homies, knowing my heart's at, my heart's a broken moment. So he's, he's trying to figure it out. He's trying to like get out of his little slump. Um, then we get into the chorus, which, it's really nice, really dope. But then with the wipe your tear drop, wipe your tear drops off while we drink and smoke. I, I do feel like somebody's like I feel like Rolene, whatever, is is consoling him. Well, it'd be like, Rolly Nay, bro. There's an accent a goo. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Um yeah. and then in the second verse, I like how it kind of changes from this like I'm kind of broken to now that we're in this vibe and I've got this company, I'm like having a good time and it's super like upbeat and energetic and he's feeling himself like, Bob, I shine the whip. She likes speed. I got the ice. She's trying to ski. I'm on my way. She like it deep. And it's just, he feels more, I guess, empowered and more like just good about himself now that he's got that current companionship. And I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really honest and, and real, just how like people get over relationships sometimes and just kind of deal with, with their loneliness. So. I uh, gave this a uh, 4.215. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, like, it was just sort of like, you know, wet, wet lashes and shot glasses. Like, you know, he's drinking, he's crying. He's kind of like reflecting on like the relationship that he had, that he lost, um, you know, and love don't live here anymore. And, you know, it isn't, it isn't the same as it once was. So things are different um you know they broke up and so he's just kind of like dealing with that feeling and you know he's writing these emotions and he is kind of he's crying while he's kind of drinking and smoking and writing and doing all these things as well um so it's you know enhanced feelings um and he's on a mission to like get over her and stop crying and you know you just kind of have to the only way to, to get over her is through and you know you just have to like keep on you know crying deal with it get your emotions out and then move on and you know he's realizing he's looking back yeah you know they each had baggage and things weren't so great and for me like the second verse he's talking about like 
you know, she was grounded. She was on her feet. She had shoes and he was on ice. He was skating. And so he was a little bit more unbalanced and off kilter. And, you know, like he didn't, he wasn't fully grounded and he was trying to like make his way, but it was, he was stumbling and, um, you know, maybe he wasn't in the right place. And so he's acknowledging like his impact and on the relationship as well. But at the same time, just trying to like, deal with it, uh, feel it and move on. So I gave it a 4.1 on five. I I thought it was an interesting, interesting point of view. So it's like around this point when I started going, I think big crit trying to make an infinity album. So an infinity album is basically when you put it on the last song and it loops back into the first song, there's a continuity to the project where it never really ends. So if you think about, this is like the last cycle of passion and shit that he's going through. So you reflect on the person you were with and how you don't need them no more. And then this person consoles you and you start finding, you know, there's some joys in life again and you start to like look proper, take care of yourself a little bit more. And then, you know, by verse two, honestly, that sounds like the old crit. Like that sounds like crit back in the day a little bit, you know, and he's like really flexing in that certain vibe. So I think it's like mm-hmm. you go back to that like fiery kind of place and it's almost like a precursor to, oh, say word, it's going back towards what you loved in the first place and that lifestyle, the things. So if it is about hip hop, maybe if you lost your love from hip hop along the way per se and you, you break up with it and you disappear with it, then you just kind of have to re-fall in love with it again in a sense and you put yourself into these situations where you find it in new mm-hmm. ways or whatever and you get back into the throes of it. And I think it's a mm-hmm. really cool transitionary song and it starts to show how that wind is more airy and free-forming and it lets you kind of have the opportunity now that you're free of being grounded in a sense to experience whatever it is which foreshadowing is gonna light a little fire in you and restart the whole cycle so i think that's really cool and this is like a great way to start to steer the project in that direction yeah because everything is cyclical in nature in life in the world so i mean love is too in in any sense whether it's relationships or hip-hop facts and um yeah we can talk about this all the time all right bonnie how do you feel about this one um i mean i don't really have so much to say about this one like i just felt like this one was very much like of the vibe of like a 90s kind of slower song like it reminded me something of that and it also was giving me like outcast vibes mm. and outcast and roses definitely relate uh you know and the next song is called more than roses and then the title of the song is digital roses don't die so like i just felt like there was some sort of outcast influence here um but that could just be me um but then like you know like the beat comes in and uh you know it's a little bit more rapidy a little bit um it's you know has like electric guitar mixed into it as well um and this one just felt like a little bit like weird and interesting and like a little bit more like like a little experimental like i don't know if that noise was able to like convey what i was like feeling but um it was an interesting song i i like i don't really i'm not gonna go into like the you know the core of the song because i know you will but uh 4.2 on 5 for me you can if you want to yeah, but I won't. All right, Chris. 
Um, so I like how he starts off and it's really nice. All the time I spent chopping blades, these blades, all the corners bent to get paid, get paid. And like just the way that was said and the effects on it was cool. And throughout the song that really held strong with it. So I really liked that part. Um, I like how in the poorest chorus, they're explaining like, you know, this doesn't mean anything if you, and I guess if you don't believe in love or if you've ever been in love, this is all just kind of like a distraction. And what I, what I feel is like, even in the first verse, ah, want love, but the slab will do chop, chop with an attitude, get back to what you had to do everything about capital. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. I kind of feel like after I got my heart broken and I'm going through these phases and I'm trying to bounce back, it's like, yo, fuck it all. The only thing I got to do is make money. Now, maybe this is kind of like alluding back to um, back in some drug dealing days or whatnot. Cause the slab is a slab like- is a car. It's a car with fucking rims. Oh. You go on urban dictionary. It's the first definition. Fair enough. Fair Chopping enough. blades is driving a car with rims. Like low, but just gonna throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, but like, it, it kind of just seems that like he's on this, like, just again, more trying to focus on making money and and trying to just get over what, like, just still the pain that he has. But I think it's not validated if he doesn't feel loved. And this is all just again, like, a bigger distraction to me. Um, the verses were solid. I like this more as like. Overall, just sonically, um, and it's it's a vibe. Like I put it on my playlist because I enjoy the way I, I just feel when I hear this track and the way that it makes me feel through it. So, I left it with a uh, actually I left this with a five on five. I thought this was really good, what? just in terms of like the song. All right, so all right, that's wild. Sometimes it's like crispy giving out fives. Like I don't really get the song, but I love it. I'm like fair. I guess that's what a lot of people do. I don't care what the song's about. I love it. <laughs> um, but to me, it's like, so in the last track, we get this illusion to kind of moving back into that fast lifestyle that like, yo, this is where I'm at, the big things. And so then <clears throat> when you're doing it again, I guess there's a lot more reflection and a lot more maturity with it. So now you're like, okay, but I want love. But and so like mm-hmm. I've had it all, I've chased it all, and again it's like kind of this idea of being like the almost like um where I come from in this environment, you know, I put money into a car and I wasted all that time instead of buying a fucking house because of the environment and the different things that bred me. It kind of alludes to because the hood raised me to be like that, and you know I thought right. that was a really huge point. Um, that like it was worth pointing out that he dropped in as a little thing but instead i went down that and i chased all these things and i really pursued this whole life and etc everything looked nice and it was all great but at the end of the day it's just like i want the queen and etc so you're kind of in this situation where you know he's kind of now back in this world living large etc but it's different now and maybe it's because the song's written in a way where you don't have to have been in love to be in this persona. But in the context of this album, having listened to it, it has that extra meaning of I've learned my lesson and I kind of want that queen. But if you just listen to it by itself, it could also just mean like, nah, materialism is pointless. Go find love. But nah, I feel like in the album, it means a lot more. Um, and it's really cool. I really like how it, again, kind of foreshadows further to this desire to get back to fire and find that love and that passionate flame. So 
I really yeah. enjoyed this. I don't think it's a five. I think it's like a more of a four point three ish. I enjoyed it. And let's talk about more than roses. <clears throat> Chris, how do you feel about the final song on this album? Um, it's good. Uh, I don't. I don't really enjoy it as much. I think it suits the album properly. <laughs> I think as like a closing song on the project is dope as a single it's like mm, okay but I like how uh it's it the something that stood out to me was the fact of the third verse uh just in case I don't see you again let these digital flowers bloom and that that those two lines really just stuck out to me because it kind of ties in everything for me um just how the these songs and this music is going to live on and if ever anything were to happen, people are going to be able to enjoy this. And like the person he may be speaking to, or maybe if it is hip hop, people within hip hop are going to be able to enjoy this as well. And it's, I think it's more of like a defining, like more, more solidified because it's like real roses will die and this will live on forever. And that's just kind of what I was left with a lot of this. Um, it was nice to listen to. It was cool. Left it with a four point five, And you, Bonnie? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is sort of the, the, the conclusion of everything, um, you know, that, you know, even though that, you know, him and his girl or whoever, they broke up, he still loves her. And like, you know, that this love will last forever because it's digital and it's, you know, in the universe now. And it's going to be like a time capsule of his love and his relationship. Um and he hopes that, you know, this, you know, he still wishes her well and still loves her and, you know, wants the best for her. And he hopes that this bouquet of digital uh, flowers brightens her day and, you know, that she can reflect back on their relationship uh, in a positive way because of this album, um, you know, and that their love will essentially never die because this is their love. This is an encapsulation of their love. And so it will never die. Um, and I thought that that was really cool. Um You know, and he just kind of lets the flowers blow away and, you know, things are, you know, better i guess for him he seems in a, in a more content space um you know while still sort of being like this is sort of like a last like cry and you know maybe even a try for for this lost love like you know if there's ever a chance like you know he you know maybe he wants to go back get back with her you know if ever this this album you know finds her and you know she feels that there is still love there then you know maybe she'll go back to him and you know if not, like, this is just sort of like, you know, this is just my love and this is how it happened. And this is our story and how it was. And, and now we can both move on. Um, so it's interesting. It's sort of like, I wonder like if, you know, if, you know, this, if this is for an ex, you know, if it paid off, like if she heard it or if she was like weirded out by this was like, why did you write this album about our love? Like, you know, like, like, I don't know like what her reaction to this uh, album would be if there is indeed a her um, to, to talk about. So it's, it's interesting. Um, it felt very like heartfelt um, and, you know, potentially with a little bit of creep in it. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like that's how I interpreted it, right. but like, it still feels very like genuine and cool. Uh, so I gave it a 4.3 on five. I definitely think it's like a, a fitting closing to the album. 
like it makes sense it's like all of these songs in a sense are like snapshot moments of a relationship coming through where different images might have been captured and you might be able to go through it but it kind of reminds me of facebook memories and the social medias mm -hmm. and how sometimes you forget about people and then like oh shit that was nine years ago right and then like yeah. you're like hey i'm old those are always i'm old yep. moments but um just the reality of how many people i don't know anymore you know and just how much can change and how we all grow and yeah. evolve but regardless of that those pictures those are just there they just always exist especially the ones i don't own and i can't delete because there's somebody else's pictures of those moments and there's all these snapshots that end up getting captured and they don't fly they're just there you know like they just always exist they just show up in your memories here and there and like i think what he's almost trying to convey here is at the end of the day the love that he has is more than these individualized moments but it almost feels like at the end of the day people love these the idea of what you get you capture more than the moments in it so that's where if you go back to that boring thing it's like that's where people get like stagnant and get like unsatisfied like honestly this was explored heavily in the season of and just like that okay that's the sex in the city knockoff there's a whole like plot line around that that i won't spoil but it, it's definitely a real thing where sometimes the complacency of finally achieving a homeostasis ends up being the thing that breaks you up because <laughs> somebody wants more or whatever and it kind of feels a bit like that to me and maybe like if you look at hip-hop even there's a lot of people that just want this pure rap in the alley till the middle of the night vibe and some people really want the more glamorous side of it and there's a lot of contradiction yeah. in when when different people have different intent uh i guess desires and intentions for what they do it it can grow and change over time and then you know you're just left with those moments those pictures those digital roses and i guess you just gotta hope that they they make you smile and you know sometimes they do and sometimes they don't <laughs> um it's a cute ending i gave it like a four point two on five it's not really my sound but i think it works really well and then there's like this calm little intro on the album that takes a bit to like pick up but then it would be like right back into the fire version you know and it really does well to kind of create that loop because now you're left with these digital roses and all that's left you put that fully to the side is you're ready for the next thing and i think that's really cool it's a great way to end it so um chris what do you think about the album as a whole You are muted, Chris. My bad. Um, I like the project overall. I think uh, I think it was really well. I think there's there's very many vibes to it. I like how he structured it with the seasons. I like how there's like every song within those parts really fit well. It didn't feel like it. It kind of was all over the place. Um, I, I enjoy it. I I wasn't expecting anything bad. Like I said at the beginning, there may be some songs I'm like. Mm. This may not just be for me, but it is what it is. Overall, I did give the project a four point one on five. Uh, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a nice project for. Hey, great. How do you feel, Bonnie? Yeah. Um. So I gave it overall a four point two three on five. So an eighty four point six percent. Um. So I mean, it's a good album. It is a cohesive there is a story being told there's definitely um you know like it is a, very much a time capsule of uh you know 
of, of his love of whatever he was feeling at this time, um, you know, and he's putting it out. And, you know, I liked how it came, I may have been a little bit off, but like, I, I still liked how it came out on or near Valentine's day. And it was so much about love and, um, you know, roses and like all of that. Uh, so it did feel like appropriate, um, for the, its release. And, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I like the story. I like the elements and how he like ties that in. And like, it is sort of, you know, it, it isn't really like ending, like you kind of mentioned, it is not necessarily infinity, but it is a new season will begin and, you know, things will happen again and it'll be a different story, but, you know, similar in, in tone, but, you know, with more growth and differences and things like that. So I think it was really a cool album. Would I go back to it? Probably not, but um, like that's just me. I'm just letting you know. So there you go. That's fair. I mean, this. I think this album really works. Like, there's a couple of songs on it. Oof, real good. I'm gonna grab them. I'll give you yeah. examples here. I already hearted them on Spotify. It is boring. Shit's a bop. Show you right. South side of the moon. Bangers. The rest of it really works well as a project in its cohesiveness. Like, you really can listen yeah. to that. It's 37, 8 minutes. It's really digestible. And honestly, the first time I let it play, I didn't even realize I was on my second playthrough to, like, track three or something. So, like, it really loops super nice. That's why I called it an Infinity album because it's, like, the particular right. thing for when albums are designed that way. And it's I might be off. He might not have designed it that way. But usually when people are doing some seasons thing, they're like, it's a loop. And uh, yeah. arguably, I think he pulled that off really well. It's really not my go-to genres, but I really respect a lot of the sounds he used, the versatility, and the way that each chunk of each uh, element really did reflect the core topic matter and, and move the narrative along to create... A really cool, mature, growing-ass love album that doesn't sound like some shit that's unrealistic. It honestly just sounds more like what I think regular people go through with love over time. Um, and yeah. I think that's a really cool accomplishment. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that then. So I guess that brings us all to the end of this episode. appreciate everybody who stuck it through and watched with us live on the Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Behind That Suit. For those of you that aren't here, you can come join us. Um, and thank you all who are going to watch this in the future on YouTube or whatever other platform you're on. Like, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff. And if you want us to review something in particular, you can totally buy that over on patreon.com slash Behind That Suit. And you can go support us like that. And it'll be fire of you. Um, on that note, um, thank you again for being here, everybody. And it's super dope of all of y'all. And live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, guys. Peace.